Like, for example, with my nephews, right? I'm an uncle to them. Mm. So, uh, as be, and I'm a young uncle at that. I'm not an old uncle. Mm. So, I know that there's a lot of things that I'm going to do and show them that they're going to want to do. Mm. So, by just understanding that, and it doesn't take a lot to understand that. By just mm. understanding that, I know that there's, there's certain things, and there's a certain way I need to carry myself. There's a certain way I need to make sure that my business is handled. So I'm not a bad influence on them. Because, yeah. because again, I don't know if they idolize me. They might not idolize me. <laughs> they might not look up to me at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think when you're in a position, <laughs> so I'm not trying to be like Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that could be their slogan. I have no idea. Reading um, Steve Jobs' book was so like... Because honestly, I remember when this guy died. He died in our birth month, right, in October. Oh, is it? Yeah, he died in October. When he, when he died, bro, man was like, like oh, is that... Is so is Apple done then? <laughs> and then they started making more apples. And I'm like, so what was his... What was his role? But obviously, I'm, I was just stupid. I was like, you know, how stupid. Because obviously, well, Disney died like 100 years ago. They're still making it. You know what I'm saying? So I was just stupid. I thought they were going to just pack up and say, okay, guys. <laughs> That's what I thought, though. That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be like, a, like, oh, yeah, we're done. But yeah, man, reading his book, I realized this guy's significance, bro. Deep, this guy wasn't the whiz behind it. He wasn't Wozniak. He wasn't Woz. He wasn't Wozniak. He didn't create anything. But oh, man, I didn't know this. Yeah, bro. Was he he, not, what, what, so what did what did he do, bro? This is this is what I'm this is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's visionaries, and there's just us. <laughs> there's just us. <laughs> hey man, this hey guy. man. I don't think you say, I don't want to be us. <laughs> I don't want to be us. <laughs> okay, you're a visionary. I'm a visionary. In I Jesus' could. name, I'm a visionary. But listen, to, listen to this, right? This guy was more of like, was more of like, he saw like what this could be and he created the brand and he created okay. the, the luxurious feel. Like if you read the book, bro, he's talking about how when they came up with the MacBook Pro, um, you see how like, like um, it's sealed at the back. He said how he, he purposely chose a certain amount of screws how the design is is a certain way. How he he picked this and picked that. He controlled it from beginning to the end. He didn't design anything. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't technical, but he was. He knew. It's like he knew what someone wanted, and he knew how receiving an Apple product will make someone feel. And bro, oh yeah, bro. When you even open now, package, bro. Oh, open that bro, package. How, you, how do you, you feel? Like, drop out slowly. Oh, bro. It's lovely. <laughs> how do you it's feel? Lovely. How, bro, exactly. you, know how much money, you, you know how much money they've taken off me in the last year. <laughs> like, you know. Like, you know. But yeah, it's lovely, man. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, so reading it and knowing that, that's exactly how I feel. Like, mm. this product really makes me feel like this. And this guy mm. really achieved that without, he wasn't, he wasn't a technical guy, but he knew, you know, what people want and he knew how to, how to deliver it to people. That, is amazing. Was there oh question though, but was there <laughs> yeah. any like failure in that though? Because you know what I think at the end you see the end product, which is great, and everyone yeah. loves it. But yeah. 
Um, was there any iterations of Apple products that people weren't taking in? Yeah. They had to work it out? Yeah. Or no, they of just course. made it and it, it banked? Of course, man. Of course. Like, that's the thing, isn't it? Because throughout, um, throughout his career, there was a point where Apple ousted him from the company. So he went to work at another company and he released some products in that company and it wasn't really successful. So, yeah, it wasn't really successful. But in terms of even even Disney, you know Pixar? Mm. Bro, he was the yeah, visionary yeah, yeah. behind Pixar. Obviously, Disney owns Pixar now. Wait, but he... Steve, what, wait, wait, what, what, Steve Jobs? <laughs> Bro, Steve Jobs. <laughs> he was the visionary behind... Oh, I, th- I think I remember seeing something about that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was the visionary behind Pixar, bro. The, Pixar was was a was an animation com- uh, company, and they were about to go bust. And he bought it and made it what it is. And all the all the lovely uh, 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 shows and stuff that we've been fortunate enough to work, to grow up on, my man was part of creating that, bro. <laughs> my man was part of creating all the Toy Stories and all that, fam. So, yeah. And then obviously back then, then he went back to Apple, and some of the ideas that he just had were just. It's like it's like everyone knows. I think in tech, everyone knows where things are gonna go, but like in terms of how to deliver it, like that's that's the key. And he was like, oh, iPods. Man, bro, he revolutionized the music industry. <laughs> revolutionized animation, revolutionized um, home tech, then revolutionized the music industry. <laughs> like early 2000, people were, were, were jumping on LimeWire to, to get music. This guy created but Apple how iTunes. Do you, how, do you, how do you think these men do this, though? Like, do you think it's just hmm. being very educated in terms of what people want? Or do you think it's just like uh, just their imagination? Just... <laughs> Like, I wonder like, where it originates from. Like, how do you know this is what the future is and this is how you do? Like, it's it's uh, it's know. so hard, man. It's because yeah. you know what it is. Like, you would think my man is it's just some. He's not stupid. He was a smart guy. He was a smart guy, but he didn't finish uni. He he even dropped out and was even taking calligraphy classes. Which, yeah, I remember reading about yeah, that. Which yeah. helped him, which yeah, helped yeah, him yeah. later in terms of designing certain things, but he took calligraphy classes. So he wasn't like a like a, a Mark Zuckerberg or something like that, but like I don't know. <laughs> you know, he was the guy was apparently looking when he had a, a, a job when he was uh, really young, he was looking, he smelled bad, he was like a hippie. He was like very homeless, very right. earthy guy. If you can imagine those kind of guys in, in like this the the 60s, 80s kind of vibe, you know? You know those kind of people that you picture anyway. So, I, I, I'm not trying to... I'm, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know what yeah. it is. I really don't know what it is. But that's a good segue into this topic, though, man. Mm, what's the topic, bro? We're talking about role models. I think it's very interesting. Wait, first of all, man, before we even jump into the... Who's your role model, right? What is what is a role model, fam? What is your definition of a okay. role model? So before I, I don't say the wrong person. Okay. Well, a role model, my definition and Google's definition combined mm. into one. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it's like just someone that you look to as mm. like someone to imitate, basically. Oh, okay. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, that's a difficult one, man. I don't know. You know, mm. right now I wouldn't say there's like a role. I wouldn't say there's a role model. You know what it is. I think there's no one I look to. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to imitate you from beginning to end. But there's people mm. I look at and I'm like, oh, I really like that aspect that you have. I need that in my life. Mm. And 
whenever I'm trying to implement that aspect into my own life, I feel like I am that person. <laughs> like I feel like yeah. Okay. I feel like I okay. enjoy so like, like when, okay, so like do you do you imagine yourself as that person? Like what that yeah. person would do in yeah. this situation kind yeah. of Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before that sounds a bit, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I imagine myself as that person. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that I could take a lot of different things from, and that helps me in terms of different different things. But what about you? No, I agree with that answer. To be fair, I don't mm. think there's any one person. I'm like you as a person. Mm. I just want to be you because yeah, mm. man. I think you just learn. The older we get to, and you see that you don't even see a hundred percent of people that you, like mm. online. Like you don't really know. You don't, you don't know them. And so, mm. like, look at Will Smith now. This guy was my biggest idol growing up. And then now he's just going outside. So, that's, I think mean, that's an example of someone that maybe there's aspects of his character where it's like, obviously, I read his book recently. That I think we, talk, we spoke about it probably in a couple of episodes ago. But, like, in terms of how he went from blowing in the music industry, then hitting rock bottom, then mm. re- reinventing himself and blowing in the acting industry with someone with limited experience and still doing so well, making such, like, such an iconic show. That mm. loads basically every young black person, yeah. every young black male <laughs> was mm. looking up to Will Smith at one point. Mm. If we're watching mm. Fresh Prince, mm. like so, I think that those aspects of him, you can be like, that's inspirational, and that's mm. something I can take from him. But then you mm. look at his relationship, I'm like, I don't want to be anything like him mm. when it comes to relationship wise. Mm. So I think kind of like what you're saying just now, that's important to like be able to differentiate that. Like there's aspects of someone that you want to imitate mm. or you find inspiring and there's other aspects that's like bro yeah like i don't want to be like you at all so i think it's definitely important to yeah be able to separate that out like i think that's key i agree but obviously if you read his book as well you you learn a lot about his traumas i think that's what you have to be careful with when you're like when you're looking up to someone because they have traumas (laughs) do you understand like he has traumas like you're saying his relationship now but is it technically any surprise because did his girlfriend not cheat on him, you know, mm. when he when he went on tour, when he was big and his girlfriend mm. still cheated on him before he was the Fresh Prince. Mm. So, mm. well, before he was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he was already the Fresh Prince. But, <laughs> but yeah, so imagine, obviously that's just probably how he acts and stuff like that. And obviously you can't help those things, but that's an aspect that you see in his life and you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm good but all the other things you'd like. So I don't know. So his traumas could have also helped him in certain mm. situations that helped him thrive, but it could have also yeah. hindered him in the situations that you say you, you're not really a fan of. Yep, yep, yep. No, it's true. I read something over there that I really liked. It was like, you shouldn't try to retrace someone else's footsteps. And I really liked it. I think it's so true. That like, yeah, you can't now want to be like, well, you haven't gone through what he's been through or you can't mm. want to be like MJ. We haven't gone mm. through what he's been through, but you can see mm. aspects of that maybe inspire you. I think mm. that's important because yeah. it kind of leads into like a question I have for you, Ashwin. Like, do you think people should have role models? Yeah, I think people should have role models, man. Explain that. People should. Because I remember, right, when I was younger, I loved football. And you know, mm. you know why I love football? You know why? Because let me know. Oh, man... I, wait, let me guess. Oh, I know. Number 14. <laughs> Number 14, oh, Thierry Henry. 14. I still support that yeah. team because of him. And yeah. Yeah. it wasn't because he was an amazing footballer because he was, you know. Mm. But it was mm. also because he was black and he was an amazing footballer. And mm. I saw myself mm. as as him. 
I, I saw my, whenever I went on a pitch, I wanted to be Thierry Henry because he was a black superstar. Do you understand? Mm. And even though the dream, I didn't get to realize the dream, right? He gave me the possibility to dream. Do you get that? He gave me the possibility to think one day, mm. maybe I could be a Thierry Henry. Mm. <laughs> so like, that's why I think you need role models because they give you, they give you the possibility to believe that the thing that isn't possible is very much possible. So that's what I think, man. Ah, oh, you know what it is? Like, that's, that's a very good point. Like, I definitely mm. do think they can be a very good guiding star. And it can also, mm. like, greatly imp- like increase your ambition. Because I feel like role models, maybe, I guess when you think of, like, celebrities mm. or people that are, like, mm. the top of their sport or top of their industry. Whereas maybe mm. you might not have people like that in your immediate vicinity. So I think mm. it probably does help you in terms of, as you said, dreaming when you have role models. But also, there's also the aspect of because you don't know them and they're so far away from you, that, like, you have to be careful with that as well. I, I think I think it's a balance. I, like, I don't think I was go, I'd go as far as to say that everyone should have a role model mm-hmm. because I think you can be perfectly fine without having a role model. But at the same time, like, mm. I can see why having a role model can be very beneficial. Like, so it's, it's, it's a hard one for me. Like, I feel like it's not, it's not mm. like a yes so, or no answer. I think it kind of like, mm. oh, it depends. Mm. Like, if you can mm. do it in a reasonable way, then cool, I have a role model. But if it's like, you're now just, this guy's my role model, everything he does, I want to do. Yeah. Then I feel like that's not, <laughs> like, that's not good. That's so, not so why do you think that? For example, recently mm. I was watching um, the Netflix documentary, the Jimmy Savile one. I don't know if you've oh. seen it. Like, yeah, I, well, I was sure. binging it yesterday. Oh yeah, bro, I was binging it yesterday. Mm. And this guy mm. was idolized by the whole Brit. <laughs> yeah. Like every, like the like, mm. they, these not loved him, bro. Like he was the mm. guy. And then when you now find out what he eventually did, then mm. it just again it just kind of shows that you just don't know these people. Mm. So it's like you're idolizing someone that you just don't know. So I think that's why at the end of the day, it's like I can't just say this person's my idol when I just don't mm. know them. I think mean, that's why I struggle with it. Like to say that I idolize anyone because I just I don't know you to idolize you. So how can I idolize you if I don't know you? When you said that, what I heard instantly was idol. Do you know that word comes from? Bro, people back in the day used to used to used to have deities, sculptures and things they used to idolize, worship. Do you understand? So when mm. you say idol, what I hear is mm. someone you worship. Mm. Which is true, you should never worship anybody. And why? Because they're human. Mm. Do you understand? So those parts that mm. they're showing you, maybe the part of Will yeah. Smith that you, you're realizing you don't really like. And the part, definitely the part of Jim, Jimmy Savile that the nation found out they didn't really like. <laughs> <laughs> but there's even a part, bro. There's no. even a part. It's a whole... <laughs> <laughs> laughing at that situation. But that's what I'm trying to say. You realize, yeah, right, mad, yeah. this person is human. <laughs> he's, you know, he's human. And even, even, even with Will Smith as well, um, even in his book, kind of talks about how, yeah, he felt he had to be perfect all the time. And I get it because when you're now put in this pedestal that everyone automatically just puts you on, which he probably didn't even ask to be put on. He wanted all the, you know, everything, but probably not to be put on a pedestal, mm. even though that pedestal helped him when he slapped Chris Rock the other day. Mm. <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone said, who is basically a white person now? You can slap okay. someone and not get charged. <laughs> but yeah, even that pedestal that, that they put you on, you probably didn't want it. And it's it's caused a position where he has to con- constantly be perfect, which 
is impossible for anybody and it can weigh on you. So I think when we, when we, when we talk about idols and people that we should um, look up to, we should get into the mind frame of not worshipping that person, but also, um, but also just respecting the things that we just spoke about, right? The different aspects of them that's made them who they are. We can appreciate that without yeah. having to worship somebody. So I think that's definitely, yeah. So I think that's where, that's where it can cross into, like you said, it can cross into that very gray area where it's like, yeah, this is too much now. It should just be, I like this person. I like the things they've done. And that's it. Mm. No, it's true. It's true. And plus too, man, like these people that you probably idolize are people, as you said, people at the top of their industry. So there's definitely a lot of good aspects about them that you can learn from and you should learn from. Like, I feel like the older I get, the more I realize that probably the most valuable asset, bro, obviously people, is time. And having people who have used their time and you can just learn from their experiences that what didn't work for them, what worked for them, why, how they became, who they became, like that is so valuable because the fact that you don't have to now live through the experience and learn it yourself is such a valuable thing. So I definitely do think having a role model is definitely something that can, it's, it's a good thing. I also don't think you should just be narrow-minded and not have anyone ahead of you that you look at. Like you're just living life in your own lane. I don't think that's also smart either because you're going to, understand like you're, you're forcing yourself to have to learn mistakes the hard way, whereas you could have just learned from others, which is what a smart person would be. Yeah, man, but I think even, even to go off that, because um, we spoke about a lot of celebrities, but I don't think a role mm. model has to be, you know, someone that's in the public mm. eye like that. You know, so I think that's definitely something to point out as well. Mm. Like for me, that's true. One of my role models is is my brother. You know, he's a role model for me because I understand mm. his struggle and I understand how like where he is now. So I can appreciate like how hard that mm. is. Trust, it's it's not easy. You understand? So to appreciate like how someone else is because I always appreciate the, um, in people I always appreciate their grind and like how their goal getting us. So to appreciate that in him is why I could say he's he's a role model for me because I'm like okay you know he's not in anyone's he's not in the public eye or anything but mm. you know no one knows his story or anything but it's still admirable. So you can you can do that as well with with ordinary people. It's not just celebrities and people in public eye. No, that's a very good point mm. to be honest. That's a very good point. That's a very very good point. It's true. Like I definitely say, yeah, definitely like aspects of like my dad and yeah, different people in my life that there's characteristics mm. that I definitely look up to that I'm like hopefully with like as I age and as I become more experienced I can become more like that so it's true it doesn't have to just be uh, like a very far kind of person kind of thing so I think again life I think it's about the balance because I also think yeah you can have role models you have like mentors which I think is probably someone who's a lot closer to you but they can actually influence your life more personally so you can speak to them and they can give you advice I don't know, like, when I think role model, I just think turn further away, which isn't automatically right. No, but, yeah, but I guess that's another reason probably why people, like, put people on pedestals because they're so far away that you can't even probably possibly touch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even this reminded me of a cool concept where, that I, I read one time, and I kind of think it's true, you know. It's called the six degrees of separation. Oh, explain to me. So it, so it means that everybody in this world is separated by six people. And... Bro, I bet, mm. I bet you can you can link um, a lot of you can link Will Smith by less than six people, bro. I can I can tell you right now who you can link. Shall I, t- shall I tell you? You think? Remember, so. you know, you know. Um, Go on. Your sister knows 
uh, Anthony Joshua's family member, right? And they know Anthony Joshua. Okay, let's start from there. So once we get to Anthony yeah. Joshua now, Anthony yeah. Joshua has worked okay. with Kevin Hart, probably knows him. And then from there, Kevin Hart definitely knows Will Smith. Mm. Less than six people, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Less, yeah, than, right. six, less than six people. So, you'll be, bro, like I've actually, I've actually tried to calculate it myself sometimes. And it's, it's literally only about six people. It's only about That's six people. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that crazy? So just like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not analyzing anyone anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> just hey, six man. people, bro. I said just six people. <laughs> I want to be yeah. like a guy. Even less than six people, you anyway. <laughs> so relax. I think it's really interesting that a lot of these people that we look up to and the role models that we discuss as well, mm. it's really interesting how a lot of their lives come with with the bat. Because like um, all these biographies and YouTube and interviews and whatever that I've mm. consumed to like get closer in a, in, a, in a sense to these people, I understand them a, a lot better. Mm. I've realized that there's a lot of aspects that even they recognize within themselves that they don't like and that I don't okay. like either. And I wouldn't want to, to, you know, implement in my own life. Like, for example, uh, with Steve Jobs, towards the end of the book, he's talking about how, uh, or throughout the book, he's talking about how he had a kid and he, for most of the kid's life, he kind of completely disassociated his relationship with her because he didn't want to have a kid with the mom. Okay. So he convinced himself. So yeah, there's this like, he's, he's famous for this like distorting reality kind of complex where okay. even in, even in projects, it's impossible for them to get it done in three days. All the engineers think it's impossible to get it done in three days, but he'll convince them that they can get it done in a day and <laughs> they'll actually get it done, but they'll oh, get it done. Swear. Yeah, they'll hey, get it done. Man. So I might this story in reality as well. Do not have to believe. <laughs> so, so I guess because of that, he kind of probably like because he didn't want to have a relationship with this woman or like that kind of relationship. He just said, "Oh yeah, this kid's not mine," and just completely ignored the kid. Obviously, towards the end of his life, he he then started to embrace her. But I just found it interesting that this guy has been rich pretty much his whole life, and mm. he couldn't find you know, space in his heart to like love his own kid. Mm. And obviously I don't want to sound like I'm judging another man because I can only imagine how that must feel. Mm. <laughs> like I can only imagine, you know, like, oh, I don't really want to have a kid with this woman. And now you have a kid with that woman, blah, 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 mm. etc. I can't mm. say, I know I wouldn't make yeah. the same decision, but I can't judge him when I'm yeah. not in his shoes. Yeah, Do you understand? True. Like that's something I can't do. But I know that just in general, how I would like my life to go is, I would want to take care of all my kids. So I think just off that, and eventually he did know that she was his kid. So just off that, like that's that's like I'm starting to learn that there's a lot of these idols and, and people I look up to that there's aspects of them I don't really I don't really like. No, it's true. What do you think? I guess with everyone, it kind of comes back to what we're saying that there's gonna be aspects mm. of these people that are gonna be fantastic. There's gonna be aspects that are gonna mm. be terrible. Like, mm. Just because no one's perfect. So it's kind of like, uh, mm. also why you shouldn't be looking at someone else and what, wanting their lives because you don't know mm. the downsides that comes with their lives or the downside of their personality. You only see mm. the side that they portray to the world or the sides mm. that helps them be successful. There's probably mm. a lot of other aspects to them that people hate <laughs> or people close to mm. them would mm. not be a big fan of if you knew mm. kind of thing. Mm. So I definitely do hear that. Again, kind of comes back to that thing of like, uh, you can pick the traits that maybe make him a good role model. And there's other mm. traits like that 
maybe that make him a bad role model. Like, you don't want to be mm. like him in that regard. Yeah, I guess the follow-up question yeah. for you then is just in terms of like, uh, so in general, what do you think actually makes someone like a bad role model? Oh, um, I think, I think, because I, I don't, because anyone can be a bad role model. I can mm. be a bad role model to my nephews. I can, you know what I'm saying? I I could, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. can be a bad role model. My my nephews could be a bad role model to whoever, you know, mm. they can be like, you know what I mean? So, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you usually don't know who idolizes you. So I think someone who's a bad role model is someone who can recognize that they are in a special position. Like, for example, with my nephews, right? I'm an uncle to them. Mm. So uh, as be, and I'm a young uncle at that, I'm not an old uncle. Mm. So I know that there's a lot of things that I'm going to do and show them that they're going to want to do. So by just understanding that, and it doesn't take a lot to understand that, by just mm. understanding that, I know that there's there's certain things, and there's a certain way I need to carry myself. There's a certain mm. way I need to make sure that my business is handled, so I'm not a bad influence on them. Because mm. because again, I don't know if they idolize me. They might not idolize me. <laughs> they might not look up to me at all. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think when you're in a position. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not trying to be like Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that could be their slogan. I have no idea. So, like, but I think because you don't know when you're just in a position of like people might be watching what you're doing, people below you might be watching everything that you're doing. You have to show the good in that. You know, you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But you know, you can show the good in what you what you do and everything and how you move basically mm. so yeah. no i definitely agree that it's, it's the mm. same with me i'm like i have young siblings and it's, it's the exact same thing where it's mm. like there's certain things i'm like yeah like you're just too young so let me mm. just not <laughs> let me not show you that <laughs> and we can talk about that mm. as Yoda kind of thing so mm. you have to definitely be careful of like yeah what you show them in the mm. image and the conversations you have and yeah i think it's mm. it's hard man it's definitely a lot of pressure yeah. sometimes but i think it's yeah. that's that's the position you're in so you have no choice, but you can either use your power well or you can use it badly mm. and then yeah, ruin yeah. other people's lives. So it's like you have to be mindful of that. Yeah, I think that's why, like, when you're talking about, uh, obviously, I feel like we've been on Will Smith's ass the whole episode, but <laughs> when you're talking about, like, Will Smith and you're talking mm. about, like, him slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars, right? It's like, uh, yeah, he probably felt like he, were def- he was defending his wife and et cetera, et cetera. But there's a lot of kids that look up to him. Even, even my nephews mm. now, they're watching The Fresh Prince. And I'm thinking, all oh, right, they're going through that same stage that I was going through. Mm. But if you're going up there to slap someone, what kind of message are you sending to them? No, you it's know? true. Oh, it's, it's okay true. for you to slap people. It's true. It's fine. It's, it's a big position of, what's it called? Good position of, like, importance. Like, yeah, just even mm. just being a role model kind of thing. Because you were talking yeah. about whether you should have role models, but even from that person, from the role model's point of view, it's low responsibility mm. kind of thing. So it's true. Because mm. really and truly, yeah, power. he's also human. So... Is that he also can make mistakes, but you're held to a higher regard now because you're so idolized. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. But to go back to the question in terms of what a bad role model is, I think, I feel like for me, I say that there's two things. I say, mm. one, a bad role model is someone who's just not where you want to be in life. <laughs> so they're influencing mm. you to do things that you don't want. Like, it's not like Pablo Escobar would not be a good role model for me because I don't want to sell drugs. So it's like, mm. that's but to someone who does want to sell drugs, he'd be a great role model. So I think it depends, it's mm-hmm. very subjective on what you want out of your own life. 
and what that person is doing out their lives mm. kind of mm. thing. So that's what would make a bad role model for me. I guess another mm. one is someone whose actions aren't consistent. Mm. So it's like, you're like this, like this, like this, and then you do something completely different. Then I'd say that mm. isn't a good role model because I can't trust mm. everything else you did before that action because it was so random. Mm. Like, mm. so I think those are probably kind of aspects of where I'd say, yeah, someone that isn't a good role model or someone mm. that you should yeah. really look up to. Mm. Like even even with Pablo Escobar though, obviously I don't think you should be looking at people who aren't like let's say I want to be a musician. I'll look up most of my role models should definitely it would only make sense for them to be musicians. I get mm. that. But like even with Pablo Escobar though, I can look up to certain aspects, certain things that he did. I can. Okay. Give me an example or something. Okay. Even though like you look at him and be like, oh, this guy was just a drug dealer. Mm. I mean, the United States of America at one point the government was shipping drugs to to South America. Mm. And the government. Mm. So, like, it's only criminalised because, like, people who want to make a profit are allowing it to be criminalised. Mm. So, essentially, what I can respect about him is where he came from. And this guy was one of the richest guys in the world. Mm. <laughs> like, in the world. Like, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. respect the hustle. <laughs> I can respect the hustle. Do you understand? Yeah. Especially coming from Medellin, I'm sure very imp- like now it's, it's it's pretty nice, but it was probably very impoverished back then, and mm. he became one of the richest guys in the world. Obviously, by saying that, you can definitely say, "Oh, this guy was also Loki a terrorist," and mm. you know, there's his morals were definitely flipped. So you can't, you shouldn't really look up to certain aspects of him. But you can respect the hustle. It comes back to that thing of like, you shouldn't like worship anyone. Like, I think that's just mm. what it comes down to that there should be just aspects of people that you take away. You say, cool, this, this can improve my life. This might motivate me. This might give me some resilience. Like, I was even reading how, like, like for example, like Oprah, I think she was fired from mm. her first job as like a news reporter. Yeah. And then that's how she then became Oprah kind of thing. So you mm. might you idolize someone like that. You might say, cool, you've experienced failure in your life or things haven't gone to plan. And you're given another opportunity and that could be where you really blossom. So mm. that's where you can also look at. So I think it's about the balance between like what you take from people and mm. yeah, what you say. Like just, I think just mm. having that awareness to know that no one is perfect. Like everyone, mm. there are aspects of them that you don't want to be like. No, definitely. And also you never know the full story. You mm. don't know the full story, man. Because one thing I've realized is a lot of these come up stories, mm. like you just mentioned Oprah now. I'm mm. sure Oprah's one is true, but a lot of them are dramatized mm. <laughs> to fit it's a true. certain narrative. It's like um, something about Jordan as well. Isn't it though? What's it called? That he didn't make his um, school basketball team. Yes. Yes. He did. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that he didn't make it. He was, it was really good. And the coach just told him that basically you just need to like, this is where you need to be for now, but don't worry. I know you're good. Like, you <laughs> I must swear. So it was, it's basically <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Oh, so it's basically shit. something like that. And like, that story has now been drilled into our heads of, oh yeah, mm. Michael was dropped, then he persevered and now became Michael Jordan. You know, yeah. it's true, but not really, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but not really. So yeah, it's also, you shouldn't, you should take some stories of a grain of salt. I definitely agree with that. Mm. I definitely agree mm. with that. So yeah, now I said, I said going forward, yeah, we have people, we look at the past their lives that we like and we want to imitate as a mm. word role model suggests, and yeah, we also appreciate the fact that we don't know them. So, <laughs> like, you also don't want to put too much weight <laughs> into someone who's that far away from you. So, but it's, it yeah. can definitely be a very, like, it can definitely benefit your life 
having role models. Because I think, yeah, it, 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 as you said, it enables you to dream. Yeah. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the Ace Joker podcast, then yeah, please definitely make sure you follow us on our socials at Ace Joker, A-C-E-J-O-E-K-R, no space. Let us know how you found the episode. And yeah, we'll see you. See you next week. Welcome to the Ace and Joker moment. This is the part of the show where we discuss the hard-hitting truths of our weeks and the more light-hearted, funny parts of our weeks. So over to you, Ace. Yeah, this is going to be a special Ace moment because you know that I have to really like something to refer back to our previous week's Ace and Joker moment. So first off, we have to give Joey's flowers for putting us onto that app called Lucid last week. So if you missed last week's episode, Joe put us onto this app called Lucid. Essentially, what the app does is that it summarizes the key concepts from books. And what makes it so cool is like me and Joe always say, we love reading, but a lot of these books are just full of just waffle. Not much is being said, just hundreds of words, loads of examples that you never remember when you put the book down. So if you can just take, especially when you're reading these factual books, just being able to just take the key concept that the author is trying to portray and absorb it, it just makes it so much more bearable because, you know, I love learning, but sometimes these books you are really boring to read when you're reading the whole book. So yeah, it's a perfect app if you just want to just acquire knowledge, but acquire it quickly and sign. So yeah, really cool. But the reason I even bring it up again this week is because um, I was looking at a book called Getting Things Done by a guy called Dave Allen. So it's one of the first um, books I used this app to summarize for me. And essentially what it talks about is just how to better create to-do lists because we've all done it before. We have a to-do list and it just continues to grow. We don't actually check anything off it. We don't actually put too much thought into like it's so interesting i feel like these kind of things you don't really think about the fact that there's good ways to make to-do lists and bad ways to do it but it seems like such a simple concept but yeah no so yeah it's really really cool book quite simple but yeah just the bits that it says that yeah so it breaks into like different categories capture which is just an idea that comes to you you put it down in your to-do list then you ask yourself is it actionable if it's not then you can create another to-do list which is like future ideas basically the point of this is not to clutter a to-do list and just have too much on it and especially things that you can't actually work on in that moment but if it is actionable then you move on to the next step which is that you clarify rather than other to-do lists where you just have loads of bullet points and you look at it you're like i don't even know where to start you actually think about what the next action is or what you would need to do to complete that to-do list item and zan so that's the next bit yeah really cool and obviously it's so simple but it'll make it a lot easier to actually take things off because now you don't have to sit yeah. there and think about what you need to do. It's there for you. Yeah, I agree. Next category is organize. So you organize in the order of priority that needs to get done in. Then the last step is just to reflect. So maybe you put something in your calendar where at the end of each week, maybe you then go through your to-do list and then you think about those steps again, which is capture, clarify, organize, reflect. And it's a really simple concept, but you yeah, know, I think it definitely, I'm definitely planning to implement it in the way I make to-do lists. But you know me, Joe, I'm a productivity junkie. I love all these kind of things. <laughs> so I'm going to definitely see if it actually yeah, works yeah. in my life. But yeah, that was my ace mm. moment of this week. Now, let me know. That's dope. Because yeah, with to-do lists, I, I have the tendency of just constantly writing out like the smallest things, like wash mm. plates. <laughs> I write down my to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's even so, good that you bring that up yeah. because even one of the um, parts of the book says that if it can take you less than two minutes, don't add it mm. to the to-do list. Okay, do it straight oh, away. Right. And it's such a oh, simple right. concept, but again, it's so true. Because by the time you bring it into the to-do list, you could have done it. What if you have one of them big pots that has to go into the to-do, <laughs> into the, uh, to-do list? <laughs> them five, 10-minute pots. 
All right, cool. <laughs> I hear you. The book doesn't give that as an example, but I hear you. Right. <laughs> he hasn't had uh, Nigerian jollof. Uh, that's right. <laughs> you know when it's bread at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That one that takes 10 minutes to clear. Yeah, you have to add that one to the to-do list. But no, but it's really it's really good, though. Really good point, is, I think. So, yeah. Um, let me know. Because, yeah, I'm interested in that to see how that works. Because I need to start getting into writing to-do lists and keeping keeping track of the tasks and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, I've just summarized it here. I think people should definitely check out that book. When I did read it, I did think there was a lot of good, interesting points in it. And there's loads of anything that you're interested in, you probably find it on this app. So I definitely, once again, recommend it. That was my ace moment. So thanks again mm-hmm. for that, Joe. And then my joker moment for this week was obviously, Joe, we went to go see our guy, the man, the legend, Chris Rock. Everybody hates <laughs> Chris Hey man, listen, <laughs> that is why he is my goal. Okay, I don't care. Dave is Dave might be funnier, but I'm gonna be biased to say Chris Rock is my guy. That was my whole childhood, bro. That was my whole childhood. I need to actually rewatch that yeah. show. You know, like I keep saying, I, I watch it whenever I can, fam. It's so funny. It's even <laughs> funny now. They always like ex- extend exaggeration, and there was one joke where he was like, uh, "Rochelle was like, I'll slap you into a different nationality." And then she she did and he, he, he was Chinese. <laughs> and that was so funny. That was so funny. <laughs> the exaggeration is just lovely. Bro. And then obviously, what was the dad's name? Um Julius. My yeah, Julius, Julius, man. Yeah, man. He's my financial <laughs> advisor. <laughs> Forget Dave Ramsey, okay? <laughs> if you want someone that's gonna that's gonna have your finance pattern, you have to shout Julius. He can stretch out power. <laughs> he can stretch out power. He can, you know, them YouTube videos is like, what I can eat in this country for a pound. Julius, bro, I have a whole, bro, week's, be, a whole yeah. week's groceries for a pound, fam. <laughs> nah, but yeah, nah, wavy show, man. So yeah, obviously, we went to go watch the comedy show, and that was a really cool experience. Like, unlike everywhere else in the world where people have to be too, too careful about everything they say and just not get cancelled, it's nice to for there to be a platform where people can just be raw and funny and you can laugh at things that you really shouldn't be laughing at. <laughs> but I'm saying it's funny. And I'm saying as long as it's done with good intentions, it's a really cool experience. So yeah, no, definitely anyone who hasn't been to a comedy show before, I definitely say the goal to ever in your ever back on tour, it's definitely something worth mm. going to with your friends, man. It's a really cool experience. I agree. So who would you say is your favourite so far since we've seen all three? To clarify who all three is, I say Chris Rock. Dave Chappelle and uh, Kevin Hart is, is mm. the goats, the people that you should want to see. That's pretty fair. So since we've seen all of them, who would you say is your favourite? That's a good question. As I said, man, biasly, my guy Chris Rock has to go first. Then it has to be Dave. Like, Because if I'm being honest, Dave and mm. Chris Rock, really and truly, if I'm removing everybody hates Chris, then it probably is Dave. But, you know, I'm not going to do that because I want to be biased. So Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. second and then Kevin Hart, he's done really well to be in the conversation, but in terms of mm. funny, like the funniest, I don't think he's, he's on Chris Rock and mm. Dave Chappelle's level, man. Based on what I saw as well, I think his yeah. Netflix specials are really, really good and he has some really funny yeah. ones. But in terms of what I actually saw from all three of them, mm. I would put him mm. third. Like he sure was good as well, but it just wasn't as funny. Mm. And Chris Rock, this guy gave us like an hour or something. I don't even know how long it was. Yeah, so it was long. It was. So I, I felt like I got my money's worth. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was like an hour and 30, I feel. Yeah, it was long. But nah, it was a real cool experience. Well, yeah, if you've enjoyed uh, this episode, uh, please go and follow us on socials. That is at uh, Ace Joker. Uh, that is A-C-E-J-O-E-K-E-R. If you're still here, thank you for listening to this episode of the Ace and Joker podcast.